I'm from Georgia, you know what I mean? Is that right? Yeah, I was born in Athens, so people... If you want these, they're right there next to you. Oh, okay. Oh, there you go. I was wondering. Yeah. Wouldn't that be rude? <laughs> hey, what's up? It happens. Oh, oh look gosh, at... We're sitting here in the oh, dark. Sorry about that, everybody. Like... Here we are. Hey, what's up? You've done so many podcasts. What do you mean that's happened? Do they really show up without your phone? Look, man, we all out here just... <laughs> We just we just trying to get in the game by any way any way we can. Is that right? I'm from Atlanta where people had to build their own studio in the bath they bathtubs for from hip hop music. Oh yeah. Yeah, because they couldn't get funding for labels and stuff. Now look at the city. You know what I mean? There's a lot of a lot of music up. come out of the city. Blown yeah. up, yeah. A lot of music, a lot of tech, uh, production, a lot of everything. Yeah, a lot they, of everything. They brought the whole industry there. I think. I don't uh, know anyway. the new term for Hotlanta, but it's a great <laughs> spot, and I hate that. <laughs> I know that's not the right thing to say. What Hotlanta? Yeah, that's the that was the name before everything happened. Is that right? Just off the weather alone. <laughs> I think slaves came up with that name. No, just playing. Well, oh it, it was, my no. god, I love <laughs> so you. We're hitting it. We're hitting it hard right off yeah. the bat. <laughs> Hello, everybody. It is Wednesday, March twenty first. We are sitting here with Mr. Byron Bowers. Thank you for joining us in studio at hey. our home in our dining room here. So happy how y'all doing? Here. Am I hot? Yeah, you guys are good. I'm gonna turn Gorgeous. those levels down. Yeah, I'm like a little hot right now. You sound good. Sorry to open with a slave joke. You don't know my sense of humor. I'm I'm dark. Well, and uh, you are dark. And uh, that's my sense of humor. Slaves didn't know actually <laughs> where they were. How's that? Is that a little better? Yeah. yeah there we yeah. go. Okay. Good. I didn't mean to interrupt your slave uh, story. Oh, no, Jesus. I was just apologizing for the, the sensitive <laughs> people off the top, but it, we're setting the tone. That's what we call setting the tone already. Don't you feel you have to up front? I do. Mm-hmm. A lot of people uh, don't. Why? But I understand. That's like meeting somebody. You know what I learned from doing stand-up? Um, what if you met somebody and they'd be like, hi, I'm Byron. you like, hey, I'm Ryan. And I'm like... I like anal. And you like, wait, what? Yeah, that's not what I thought yeah. I was getting into. Yeah, so that's what I learned from like, yeah, you gotta Comics are back in my world. You gotta this ease so you gotta ease people into you gotta ease people into it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh and that's my well, that's, that's my you, thing that's with your the, craft, right? I mean that's the comics mind, that's the comics craft. You gotta you gotta mold that shit into what you want it to be. Yeah, yeah. And uh you you know you're gonna talk about anal somewhere in this dinner sure. party. I was waiting for you to bring it up. I'm glad we got to it in the first minute. But it's like let's get let's let the wine kick in first. And do you want to do it over? Uh, is it a Grigio conversation or is it a, a Merlot? Is it a, you know what I mean? This is so great. Last <laughs> Breakfast Club, our server lady was telling us a story about some woman that went bananas crazy and used the c word over Pinot Grigio, and I was like, you can't use that word. For Pinot, what? for white wine. You yeah, that's can't. true. Up at Newcomb's Ranch. That actually happened the other day. <laughs> Grigio is the one. That story. That's the one that sets me off. I don't really. I don't really. Grigio or the C word? Grigio. You know what I mean? <laughs> the C word is new. I still don't get it. I yeah. still don't get it. What's the, hem- what's the impact, right? Yeah, why people feel a certain way. Agreed. But I get into arguments with words. Yeah, with, they're the best kind. With people of color all the time, you know what I mean? Oh, really? Only? Yeah, with the N word. Yeah. Oh well, because I use it. That like, one might be polarizing to some. Well, you know, to, especially the different socioeconomic groups of uh, and different age ranges, and yeah, of, of black people. Some don't like it. Some don't care. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I'm in the I'm in the middle. I like it sometimes. <laughs> like it sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. In what way? Uh, because it, it's it's it it describes everything. 
and it, and that word makes everybody feel a certain way. Is it? This Everybody is, got a meaning. Takes you on e- uh, like a, an unease kind of a way, or what do you mean? Like well, everybody? I guess I live in the unease, so mm. but uh, it makes yeah, it could be used in a positive way, it could be used in a negative way, it could be used just as to describe, you know, the, this cup of water right here. I hope not. You're like, man, this nigga warm. You know wow. I mean? Yeah, is your you water too it. warm? Should we get you cold? No, it's water? perfect. It's really perfect. We have all ice right. cubes. Perfect. You know what I mean? <laughs> Came out of the fridge. I thought it'd be all right. I had no idea it would uh, is it like invoke a, the N word. A racially tinted <laughs> version of the F word. What's the F word? The fuck word. No, I think it you know, is way more. That yeah. is way more. I said explosive. racially tinted. I would I would put it closer to your where you started with the C word. The C word in that it's okay. so punching you in the face. Yeah, because the C okay. word is something I don't understand when it's used, and and I've seen people like. Did you know what this person could just call me? And they flip out, and they and they, and they actually about to fight over oh, his word. word. Yeah. I'd, mm. Do you what? What about when it? I mean, those two words are kind of. Most people already know that those words are going to be polarizing. What about when it's a regular word that you use all the time, and somebody's like, oh, "I don't like that word." Like, well, uh, I have an example for Mrs. Ryan here. Moist. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Some girls oh, don't yeah. like the word moist, moist and is they dope. flip. <laughs> I, I moist know. Is a dope they word. Dry is the one you should not like. <laughs> You know what I mean? Anytime you see a clear eyes commercial, you should be angry. <laughs> I've talked about this on stage. You know what I mean? You got and moist ain't even the moist ain't even the the best. Moist is just the entry level. What do you mean? There's you got some moist. You got. I think that's you why got, we don't like it. You got wet. You got gushy. Oh, I I agree. But these Soggy? ones would, these ones would all be much more uh, appalling to me than say moist, which didn't bother me at all. Yeah, moist is like saying penis. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's technical almost. But if somebody say you got some soggy vagina, <laughs> yeah, that's that not, is not a, a compliment. That's a compliment. Oh, it is a compliment. Yeah, see, soggy's mm-hmm. good. This soggy's is why good. dating sucks. You're like, that's not a good thing to say, and you're like, yes, it is. What do I know? You eat cereal. I do. You <laughs> like it hard or do you like it soggy? You like know? A little, maybe I like a little bit of everything, maybe. Yeah, see, yeah. that's the I thing. Like, I guess I like the mix. Yeah, and then you drink the milk at the end. Yeah, that's I do. The, that's, that's the sogginess right there. Yep, you're see, right. And that's I do love need. cereal. This is what we need to break down these conversations, but this is what we need with the whole movement going on right now. Because I, I feel agree. women are like rallying and then guys are like, wait, when, when do we pull our penis out? Yeah, not I at agree. all, apparently. I went to high school with a guy who was, like, kind of an albino and, like, proud of it, like, super stoked that he had no hair and stuff. But he his he was also it? had no hair. He had, ah, like, propi- something. Alopecia, maybe. That's the one. And anyway, after school, there was always, like, an hour between, like, the, the school ending and sports because if people had detention, they needed time to slot that in. Sure. So the rest of us were just, like, at your own devices. He would sit outside on the like legs out on the floor and whip his dick out because he was so proud that it was albinoy clear. <laughs> Whoa, wait I, for that girls, sounds like an excuse, man. doesn't wait it? Sound for like girls more like an to excuse. notice, like have a conversation and like see how long it would take for the. Well, I guess it's, it's that's got to be something different, right? <laughs> like if you if you in a if you in a in an area of like this is bad, that got to be like that whole gray area they talking about. I think so because it is clear. <laughs> Like everybody would want to see a clear. Why it, all of a sudden it's something to see. It should be in the Smithsonian. Yeah, I now I gotta. I never. I'm not a person to science, wanna, right? It's science at yeah, that. Yeah, like how does it get <laughs> clear? You know what I mean? Uh, how did it get clear? Because he's got he's albino. Like he didn't have. But eyelashes. is he clear? Like albinos, even when they do got hair, it's like a it's like an interesting color. Mm-hmm. So can you imagine like mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. wheat colored? 
Mm-hmm. All around. Yeah, all around. It was a whole thing. So yeah, like, you gotta you gotta show that to somebody, <laughs> right? That's a tough one. But I'm a, I'm in favor of. I'm in favor of pulling that one out because. <laughs> well, this I, the reason I'm being quiet is because we have a real life story. Another well, this is, sounds like a real life story as well, but one that I was actually present for. People love to pull their dick out in front of Mrs. Ryan. Apparently that's a apparently that's a thing. We we were on a this is no joke. We were on a. Believe I'm telling the story. We were back east on an old steam train, like an old <laughs> locomotive. I love this story. Hang on, and we were in the. This is no joke. My we were brain in the, just was like white people, right, yeah. bro? But it sounds cool. It's, at the no, same it's time. it's worse. It's worse. We're in like the the VIP car of the old fashioned train to go on a riverboat thing. This is everything you're talking about, but it happened to be. I don't know how to say this properly. Mentally disabled day. Okay. <laughs> So everybody's riding the train. Yeah. A little bit of everything. And one fella, very nice guy, looking out the window, having a grand old time, sitting next to Mrs. Ryan, doing a little rub. Yeah. I say, she says, look at a little of this over here. Yeah. And I think to myself, well, you know, I mean, everybody's got to adjust a little bit. You don't know what, what kind of, yeah. who knows what's going on underneath. You know, maybe it's a bunching up. You don't know. Well, I was wrong because the next thing that thing was out and then the lady was coming down selling beer down the aisle and, and he was doing the whole thing and it What was that? Well, he was he was yanking on it? Yes. He was rubbing it and it was the whole thing. But did the train go fast? The train didn't go faster, but they oh. have a program called Your Hand on the Throttle where you get to drive the train. Oh, see that's and what so. I'm thinking. Like maybe in his mind it is a steam train and it operates off he is maybe you know, it was him keeping yeah, it going it run, it's running off that energy you know what I mean so maybe the like the everything just got him to a level and maybe he's one of those guys who who do, do it on New York subways yeah and his dream was always to do it on a steam train right see your goat you're finding the backstory here yeah well that's I, I always have to look absolutely. at it while this stuff going on that's like convenient. absolutely dissect it get what, in there I'm always been that happen yeah but uh, yeah, when you always in strange situations, you always gotta ask yourself sometimes, like, okay, uh, why, why? And you try to give things the benefit of the doubt. Yes. And I think my comedy is based on that, just finding the silver lining. Yes. In, in certain things, you know. Um. So yeah, that's why I always come up with these good backstories versus like this guy's an animal. I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah. How did he get animals that way? are form? Yeah, mm-hmm. you know. Animals are formed, exactly. Yeah, we all got, you know, I mean, to me, especially because people think I'm weird and I don't think I'm weird, which is a, probably a delusion people, that I What do people say about you that's weird? Why do I don't people, know. People I think, think it's because it's, it's the mysteriousness that I, that I have and the, um, and, uh, are you mysterious? I see life, I see life, I guess, differently. I don't know mm-hmm. what it is. I just, I ain't figured it out yet. Good for you. But people, yeah, that's just what it is. But I don't no, know. But I mean, good for you for being okay with that. But like, hey, look, I, I don't know where I'm at and it's cool. Well, I mean, I'm starting to un- understand some things now that make sense. I look at like my, where I'm from and like my upbringing. I'm like, oh, okay. It's just because it's different mm-hmm. than what people, you know, came up as. Mm-hmm. Then they see your point of view is like maybe off. You know what I mean? Interesting. But now I understand, you know, the person, like my father is paranoid schizophrenic, so. Really, I'm gonna have a little bit of like see the world differently. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Or I'm gonna mm-hmm. question things because the person that taught me everything, you find out later, had that they looked at the life. Uh, they looked at the life differently. You know, yeah. isn't that a mind fuck? Yeah. yeah, that's weird. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's it's interesting, but I'm just now coming to grips with that. You know what I mean? Me too. So yeah, 
when I talk about yeah, you guys things, sound very similar in that way, figuring mm-hmm. figuring that shit out and yeah. like getting down to the bottom well, of it. Because it throws. I was telling you right before we started, and I derail everything, so stop me if I do. Um, w- right before we started, I was I have MS, and I truly believe that it's all that stuff of like, yeah. I was for, I, I was wired wrong because yeah. the people that shaped my purview of the world didn't know how to do it, so they just kept throwing shit at it to mm. see what yeah. would work. And so, like, I've got all sorts of different starting points. Well, I mean, that's the thing. You look at it. When you know, like I, when I mentioned, like you look at certain things on different planes, you know what I mean? Then that that's what I mean, like like ethereal planes. Yeah, like yes. oh, yeah, you know. So people look at it probably normally on a flat surface, and then I'm coming at it from thirty degrees. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Backwards. No wonder you can see different shit. Yeah, you know, it's standing in a different place. And but I can explain. I try to explain stuff to people too, and it comes across as like, wait a minute, what? Like I try to explain time travel. Yeah. The oh, people. good luck with that. People do not want to hit. They don't know how well, to I, it's, take it's, that in sometimes. It's simple. I just can't make it work. Does it make sense? I want to hear. I want to hear your hear. version of time travel. Well, if to me, you know, like they said, speed of light is what the fastest. Supposedly, supposedly yeah. the fastest yeah. way to, to travel that right? we can comprehend. Yeah. And time operates off that mm-hmm. speed of light. Well, if you could travel faster than the speed of light, right? Mm-hmm. Then you could actually. And I'm using it as an example. If you if if, if somebody's walking down the street and that's the speed of light and you run past them mm-hmm. you could turn around and and you actually are in the future and you're watching time come towards, towards you. you yep you know what i mean agreed and that's the past right mm-hmm. now it's just moving back and forth between that is the tricky part it's interesting i kind of almost believe that you know they say time is sort of an illusion anyway and it doesn't really exist blah 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 yeah i kind of feel that uh you know and i guess it comes down to making decisions in the moment and all that stuff and there is no past there is no future where does that where does that fit into to the the linear uh, uh, oh there's a there's a time and it's only going one direction and all that stuff. It's this is to me it fits what I'm saying fits into it what you're saying. It does it does still yeah because if you can if find. you can maneuver back and forth if you're faster than the speed of light and you can you can run past it you can run behind it you can run past it again. Theoretically, but, it's a whole new system of rules now. So we're not playing by the same rules anymore. Well, that's right? what I mean. That's the You're idea. looking at it on a different plane. Yep. Like yep. I told my Christian friends after my when I had LSD that I was able to time travel in the past, present, and future is one. Yeah. And he don't believe in it because he's a Christian. But I was like, you believe in God? And he was like, yeah. And I was like, your DNA is thousands of years old. That's on your body right now. You know what I mean? And your your spiritual form or your being is the present. Mm-hmm. And the sperm in your balls is the future. Mm-hmm. That's all one thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I was like, in the Bible, they call it the, the Holy Trinity, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And then he was like, hey, let me call you back. You know I mean? <laughs> you're, all, you're all crazy educated on this stuff, too. I didn't realize how deep you go. Well, I'm not educated on it. Well, I mean, you've done your you've research. I haven't. It's just the... These are your thoughts? Your your thoughts and your your instincts. Which I trust the instinct more. Yeah, intuition. You know what I mean? Because that's all you really have sometimes. Well, you believe we're being downloaded information from time to time, probably being fed information here and there. Well, yeah, you you become aware of certain things Mm -hmm. and uh, it hits you like, oh, shit, what am I supposed to do with it? That's the the hardest part. You know, Uh, what am I supposed to do with it now? Or is that real? Yeah. You ever had a gut feeling of something and then it happens? And then somebody else come up off of it, and he was like, "Oh, I just didn't know what to do with yep. it." So it's just those things, you know, and and learning that even more. How old are you? Can I ask that? Uh, eighteen to twenty-five. Eighteen to twenty-five. <laughs> that is perfect because I was going to say you could maybe play younger. 
Oh, thank you. Yeah. So young. <laughs> 18 to 25, I love it. So wise. I never yeah, do you the are, age You thing. are awfully wise. No, I don't care, and don't worry about but, it. But, you know, I'm that's not tripping on it. Uh, you, you are wise. You are old soul kind of fella. Kind of. But then I'll just say ignorant stuff, too. Which debacles everything. Are we all though? Which keeps you from getting shot by the CIA, just in case. Really? You, that's right. Oh, you gotta, you gotta be stupid. That's uh, right. If Dr. King would have added some craziness in his speech, you'd probably still be alive. Right I now. add that to every conversation when I'm on a cell phone. I say, oh, and don't forget to pay your taxes, and the CIA is right, and <laughs> yeah. I don't know anything, and I'm retarded. I always have fun with it. And then, like, my dad, he'd be bringing up that stuff for real. And then he get, and then I get into it, and then he'll just veer left with it. And I'm really? Like, oh, yeah, that's right. This is this is nonsense. You can't talk I mean? about that. You can't make that joke. Do you learn? You sorry. No, I have good, good. Please questions. go, go. Do you still tour? Like uh, go on the road? And not stuff? much as I want to at the moment. <clears throat> I'm trying to sell a television show. Oh, well, that must keep you local here then. Yeah, it do. And then like I have issues with my agency also. So I'm at a weird spot in Hollywood spot but it makes you it makes you you could be mad at it which I was for a long time or you could sit back and hustle you know what I mean that's what I was going to say when do you turns, take control yeah it turns it, it realizes like oh you don't have control of it and then you start to plot like how can I get control of it, of it? and it's like oh I see why people are you know I would, people complain about people being fake in this business and stuff and it's like oh no they all <laughs> trying to get something but how well are they doing it? Because I see a lot of people that, you know, are in the middle. And to me, that's the worst problem. Wait, when you meet people who got it and people who don't, they don't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, even before now, not to use a bad name, but the, the Harvey Weinsteins of the world, the monsters, they don't give a fuck. Right. Just like the criminals, they don't give a fuck. They do totally. their own thing. Yeah. Regardless of the rules. They both Their operate above the law. It yeah. Is what yep. it is. They're and both the, outlaw. And the people in the middle are the ones who, like, stressed out trying to get to try not to get in the bottom place but trying to get to the top place but they don't know these people operate by the same rules you know what i mean and sometimes not what they're operating no and they sometimes live a more fulfilled life Mm -hmm. you know what i mean yeah you do it right you do if you take fear out of the equation which a lot of you know you take the the polarizing sides yeah if you take fear out all of a sudden you can get a lot accomplished that's the thing is mastering fear I'm glad you brought that up, too, because before I could really have a full mushroom trip, I had to deal with fear. And now that I think about it, that's probably what I'm dealing with now. As really? you said that, I felt the vibration, so I had to look at that. I had to process oh, that. Shit. Or what, what I'm going through right now, you know. What are you going through right now? Well, just like, you know, the selling of the show, and then you come out strong, and then, you know, I pitched eight times. Mm. And I haven't heard all no's yet, so I'm in this weird limbo. Yeah. Like, is it going to go? Is it not going to go? And still being, you we're know. In, we're dealing, in a similar boat right now. Yeah, it's very interesting. On the yeah, inside. Very interesting. So uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. And the waiting uh, game is, is awful. Treadwater. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's very, <laughs> it's very interesting. And, and then still having success on a television show uh, that, you know, people are writing me about. And then. Forgive me. You're on the chai. The shy. The shy. Some people pronounce it the shy. Okay, here's the thing. I didn't even know it existed until doing research when you were coming on, and I felt like such a schmuck because I didn't even know about it, and apparently it's a big-ass deal. It's a big deal within certain, I guess, groups, yeah. It's uh, it's, it's bigger than, yeah. It's just Well, congratulations thank for you. being a part of that. That's thank fantastic. And everything I've read is you're really, really good on it. <laughs> and I te- I, You know, it's crazy. I tested for the lead and didn't get it, so I was hurt. I read that. When I went in for the part that I got, and then that part 
which is not even on every episode, just on five episodes, half the season, the response that person got. And I was like, it's just one of those things like, man, you know, your your <laughs> instincts and you, like all the no's was right. Well, what I read in this article, it said that you kind of knew you weren't really right for the lead or you thought they were testing you or something. For a certain, yeah, for certain roles, yeah, is they were right? testing me, yeah. But for this, I thought I had it because I would just walk. I saw, this is a script I read and I saw everything. Oh. So I could just walk in and do it. You already knew it. it I knew who I was talking you. to. Yep. I could. I knew what the trees looked like. Yeah. You know what I mean? You had and that it was, already. Yeah, it was interesting. That, you saw it like you, you could visualize yeah. it yourself, not like you knew and read up on something. No, yeah. I and visualized everything. Doing. And at the same time, just based on the story, I had uh, somebody I know that was going through trial for something. And, like, all these things happening in real life, too, that mirrored the stuff that was going on in the show. Okay. You know what I mean? So That's crazy. Yeah, it's very interesting. I would write about that topic for days. Yeah. That's fascinating. Too. Yeah. It's interesting, like, and then the, this is not happening. Like, I left Chicago and came and shot my This Is Not Happening. Which Where is, did they do that, by the way? Because the location was very cool. Cheetahs, a strip club. Get out. I think it's Cheetahs. Because you look the, like you're on the freaking runway because the people are behind you, too. Yeah, Los Feliz, yep. That's so funny. That's why I'm leaning on a pole on the... Uh, like yeah, for anybody who doesn't know, I think we've got a couple of freeze frames, <laughs> just freeze frames of that up there. This is from the Comedy Central. There, well, I didn't want to do any video because they'd kick us off of uh, YouTube, but we did this little thing here just from, your, just from your opening. But that's the place, right? Yep. That's funny. I think that's the name of the strip club. I could be wrong That's that. the Cheeto Strip Club? I think so, yeah. I love but you could go Cheetos. check it out. Uh, and that story was the day I found out that my dad did drugs. And that was like a real story that I told. You, we, that's what we watched, right? Mm -hmm, yeah, yeah. Like I'm fascinated by you. I, that you I, you you tell such raw. I had no idea you were so young. Like you tell such raw <laughs> shit on stage, <laughs> not in such a good way. Oh, was awesome. that? Sorry, if that I was. I think the 1825 might have been kind of a generic. Yeah, that was definitely. That's fine. I was still like in my in 30s in my head, so like <laughs> I already got schooled. So this is awesome that you talk about such real shit that like I always I never know the line. Well, like, I think I owe it to people. I remember somebody telling me you got to forget about certain people, but I'm like I can't forget about certain people. Right. You know what I mean? In what capacity? Uh, forget about like forget about what they think or just lose you got to leave them behind. Story? You got to leave certain people behind in order to, to get forward, to, to, to move advance. forward yeah. but if you move forward enough you get to a space where the people you're around are you know a certain way and you like i don't it's not what i wanted to be it's not where you you're alone in that area you know yeah. like i was in hawaii i remember i was in hawaii and i felt and i achieved like i was at a comedy festival and i got to and i was like man i'm here to tell jokes and i felt like a lonely thing because i was there and i was like man people from home could see this place maui is like what heaven were you doing maui comedy fest yeah yeah it seems like what heaven would look like you know what i mean and i was like man my grandmother could see this place you know what i mean you know, think she's watching yeah you know what i mean like so i mean she's still alive but she's oh, not oh, getting on the oh. plane <laughs> she's not getting on the plane oh you're yeah. so young of course she's still alive i yeah. forgot well, you know, 19 years like old Jeez. the black women in my family they they like my great-grandmother was 107 when she passed no yeah Whoa. that's a lot of history no shit yeah <clears throat> there's there's a lot of reasons you're interesting man you've got she a lot was of born downloads. free she was born free can you imagine that what no. she was yeah her mother wasn't free like she was born wow. free like that's crazy first generation. different conversations in that house. yeah i'm the first generation college 
And then I meet people whose grandparents go to college. So that's crazy to me. Like, oh, is, this is stuff Are those conversations here. weird? Are they different? It's, it's, it's different to see their lifestyle and the way they think and handle certain situations. You know what I mean? Because my grandparents dropped out in, like, elementary school. Mm-hmm. And my parents Which was, was common, the first. right? That would have been normal. Yeah. So it's like, oh, man. Because they, they the ones that, that, I guess, look down upon you in certain, you know, aspects when you show up at their place now. Because you don't have the tools that they have. They two, yeah. three generations into society i call it society significantly worse than us and the millennials is that what you're saying well i like mean the, the gap is significantly larger i mean yeah in a way yeah it is it is you walking in yeah to these conversations and you do you are that that ignorant country person because you operate off spirituality that's all that's why you're here you know what i mean dumb i call it dumb luck or whatever you know it's all that matters country though. logic you know what i mean it's and all the then, real stuff. <laughs> And then you read stories about Henry Ford and these country logic guys who created these, created uh, the middle class. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're like, oh, it was some guys out there. You know, it was all orchestrated. Yeah, I totally get what you mean. I had a different relationship with comics I worked with over year, over the years because I like my grandfather was a truck driver. Chris's dad is a tr- was a truck driver. Like mm. I could, we could relate Chris on Rock. that level. Yeah, that other people can't. And like Lewis Black was angry as fuck. And yeah. like I was on the phone with him when he made up that Starbucks bit that he does about like it's across the fucking street. Like what side, what like yeah. the car was picking him up. I remember and, that, yeah. Like I was on the phone with him for that because I could listen to that and not get offended by like his language and his aggroness over to Starbucks. Yeah. Like, you're a very good bounce though. You really are. You're a good, because you're a good judge of comedy for one. And you're just also, you just sort of take it. You'll just sit it, you'll take it until someone's done delivering, and then you'll go, eh, and then give whatever. You know what I'm saying? That's good, yeah. I think people like yourself are needed for people like us. We always like, we like the, the liaison, what I call the liaison, mm-hmm. the, the, the tell other people about us or get us into places. And y'all, you can see the point of view or see what we have, you know what I mean? And uh, I mean, that stuff helps. I would say the same about you, though, in your comedy. And that's awesome. Like, you're bridging such a gap that we didn't even know existed. Well, I mean, hopefully. That's the thing. You know, I feel like I'm that I'm that, uh, that middle ground. Because I write jokes for black people, but they don't agree with it. <laughs> so I do, like, a lot of... <laughs> what do you mean they don't agree with it? Because it's too, it's too... It can be too weird for them or too... Like, if I was talking about Dr. King infidelities at one point and how it's, that's just what he did, but he still was a great person, they was like, no, we can't. <laughs> can't discuss not the kings i don't want to get into all like i don't want to specifically call out any of your material but the the people the great people that you just yeah, that, one that example. Bit, yeah that is one of my favorite bits and yeah. I, the other examples you give are just as good and maybe even better i'm I in an office that. i'm in an it's office. a perspective issue yeah and they tell you can't talk about you know michael jackson's situations or dr king's situation but i'm like weren't these people great and they was like yeah but i'm like if you take away their flaws how people are going to aspire to be like them? Because they're going to look at them like they were too great. I can't be like that. Yeah. But if you add their flaws in the mix, it makes them human. Yeah. And it makes people like us aspire to be just as great, if not greater than them. And I'm like, you're right. You're basically enslaving the people. You know, you know, you're no better than than what the people you talk about, which is like the way they call the white man. You mm-hmm. know better than them, and you see that within, you know, our culture sometimes. And I and I'm a threat to that. Just, just totally. by being, and I love just it. by the way you yeah, think. Yeah, I'm a threat to like their, their, you know, I want to call it black supremacy, but you know, 
You pull the veil back on everything. So yeah, yeah, because I'm a human. I'm a human. Yeah, I'm a human, and and I've I've held things in for so long. You know what I mean? I held in like my dad's sickness. Well, I was a guy in high school that smiled a lot. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, that was me too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. parallels on that. Yeah. After a while, that stuff. And then now you got kids shooting schools and stuff, and I understand Regularly. why. And there's nobody, and I'm pretty sure there's more people like that, and nobody speaks out about to these people directly and be like, this is what you could do mm-hmm. right. to not, you know, it gets better. You're just in the wrong place. Leave the school, drop out, and go create something. Be yeah. an artist. Go paint. Take the frustration out in different ways and watch your life 10, 5 years from now be better. You know what I mean? And you will get laid. You will get laid. Remind everyone that when you are, love yourself, <laughs> you will get yeah, laid. Yeah, it takes a while. <laughs> it just takes a while. Nobody knows how to look at themselves, man. You know what I mean? That's what I think. Nobody knows how. Nobody knows they're supposed to. Nobody knows that that could fix things, change things, make things better. If you spend some time up here, and I mean like a lot of time, but if you yeah. spend time up here and don't be afraid of it, I think everybody's afraid. Afraid of the silence. There's so many phones and gadgets Man. and people and stimulation and everything that nobody's really ever quiet anymore. But when you have those things stripped away, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? You, you sleeping in your car, mm-hmm. that's what you have. Mm-hmm. Those thoughts, you know what I mean? And and or whatever your version of that is, you know, you go to the woods. You go to the woods, your Twitter don't matter. You know what I mean? Go to the woods at night and sit there and watch what's really important to you and watch how everything reset. We start hearing footsteps scurry around in the woods. Uh-huh. Yep. In the dark. <laughs> in the dark. You know what I mean? Your cell phone is a flashlight and that's it, you know. So it's yeah, it's just having going having being able to reset and find those things, you know. I sat in church for a long time when I was youth, realizing, yeah, and it just it just was something about it that didn't, something was, wasn't right, you know, about it, you know what I mean? And then you find other ways to. Is that like youth group and stuff like that? Well, just, no, just going just every church. week and like being Southern Baptist where, you know, you just got to go or yeah. your afterlife is going to be shitty. And then you you go see other people live a great normal life that do shitty things you know what i mean yeah and, and meanwhile they're happy as can be they happy and yeah. just observing that and and being in that place you see people who who even drink more or do more drugs because they feel guilty about it and then they have to show yeah. up and i'm like this is a weird trap you know yeah. what i mean i agree i remember my mom at one point going to church down on our luck about to get put out and she was in the church was just giving away money you know, getting houses for people. She would go pray for a house and never got one, just waiting on God. And then we got kicked out of the, our place, you know what I mean? And I was like, man, I can't do this. It didn't work. It, it didn't work. Yeah. It didn't work, but it's like we knew, you know, I would tell her, like, it got to be a better way. Like, you know, you meet God halfway. He probably waiting on you up the street. Yeah, you know just, what I mean? like, just one one block. All yeah, one block. One block. And that's that one block is tough sometimes. That's what Mrs. Usually Ryan over the there. Hardest one. She always uses. What's your analogy of the the guy like digging? Oh, there's a cartoon that looks like it's probably Mad Far Side, whatever one of those. But like, it's this guy tunneling, and it looks like an L of tunnel, and he's like a foot away from. If you were just to go straight, another he's about foot, to bag it in or whatever. But like get. the goal, you know, you the cartoon. Yeah. You can see that the goal is one more shovel, one more, one more dig, one more. Just grunt yeah. in and do it, man. Just get in there and go live. Whatever it might be, and your kids yeah. walk another block. I just love it. I love that you guys see eye to eye. Sorry for the sidebar. Oh no, it's cool. It's I want to talk about your fears more too when you're done with this, because I want to find out what the hell that was all about. You had a moment there. Yeah, I did. I just don't know what the fear. I have to tap into that because I still internally deal with 
stuff. So I'm like, oh, maybe I am afraid of of this this thing not selling or oh, okay. knowing what to gamble. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. That makes sense. Or or yeah, it's a thing of like um, when it comes to fear, like how you know, like to get to the other side, what do you have to let go? Do you run towards it or you run away from it? You know what I mean? That's do you say, trouble, oh, right? they might not pick up my show, so fuck them? Or do you be like, you're going to, y'all going to eventually pick this show up mm-hmm. and do you run towards it? Yeah. And I think that that little faith in yourself is important, which I, which I lack on sometimes. But if you believe in any type of higher power, you know, and that you're connected to it. To uh, to have that lack of faith is not to have that faith in the higher power. And it, I'm constantly shown like you're gonna be all right because we've been all right. Yeah, we made it this far. You whatever know what you whatever you say about your situation, you're still here. Yeah, we still here, yep. which is a blessing. You know, after a while, you start to be like, oh, this is a blessing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and you forgive like mistakes like your your parents made or. The, even the people before them, because it, it it benefits you some way. Yeah, you don't see absolutely. Yeah, once you let that shit go, once you zoom out far enough, and you realize that none of the shit matters anyway. It's all chaos. You can't yeah. control any of it. You have fun with it, or you appreciate yeah. it. Then get in the flow, man. Get in the flow, and then you can you can actually make that shit swim wherever you want. And that yeah, that's the thing is learning to let go. What they call it with Christianity, they say let go and let God, which sounds weird, but mm. when you do it, it's like oh. Is it the same thing? Everybody's saying the Everyone's same thing, right? The all these religions, religion, everything. It's every all the religion. same. Yeah, it's all the same. It's just a different person's version of the story. Right. That's what I, I'll tell you. When, when I did Shrooms, I had all these thoughts like, oh, because I had to tell Christians about my experience of meeting God and God letting me take so over. So you took Shrooms and you met God? Yeah. All right. I can't wait to hear this. Yeah. It's awesome. I met God and God let me sit in the driver's seat. And that's when I realized like, oh, I am a piece of God, I am God, and then yeah, you're God, and yep, we yep, all yep. are connected. And then having these experiences and then trying to tell people about it, and I was like, oh, shit, that's what Moses went through when he came off the mountain. You're getting Because I was I in the mountain something. in Joshua Tree when all this, when I experienced all mm-hmm. this stuff. Somebody fucking talk to you. And the and the, and the wind that comes, the sound of the winds that come through these trees, they make these whispering noises. And it sounds like these angels whispering, like all this... Everything, you know what I mean? And I'm going to eventually do a set about my whole trip because I wrote, I documented everything. Okay. Fuck yeah. Yes. But don't tell it here. I can't wait to see yeah. the Just material. Come work it out here. We don't have to release <laughs> I documented tape, but like, everything. work it out here. <laughs> yeah, man. I've, I, 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 yeah, it was everything. a very interesting experience, you know what I mean? To, to So you've, you've done shrooms just once? I did it three times. Okay. I did enough to have a bad trip i was in london. i never wanted to trip in the city it just don't seem right and i was in london and i did a trip Do you and know when london it kicked well? in uh uh-uh. okay yeah. but when i looked down i saw trash <laughs> and i looked up the whole city was trash and we was near buckingham palace in the in the mayfair district where they used to behead people yeah so yeah, you started feeling all those mm-hmm. you got the soul and all that stuff coming out right yeah and i felt what mankind i felt the need to have power like extreme power but before that the the that need came with extreme loneliness, yeah, and 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 hurt, and and the need to be in control, the losing something that much, really like the loss of love, when it based when it boiled down to one thing, wow. like the loss of love and feeling betrayed that much that you don't want to feel that way again, and I felt all of mankind's loneliness and the need to have exact power, 
You know what I mean? Wow. To the point where That's people crazy. around me, phone was dying, and everybody was complaining about their phone was dying. Whoa. And I had a battery pack in my in my pocket, and I never said anything until they asked me about it. And when they asked me about it, I just was like, I'll give it to you, but it's going to be this amount. Wow. You know what I mean? To get it. And they was like, why can't you just can't share the power? And I was like, no. This I get a, it. Yeah, this I was, totally wow. get it. Interesting. No, no. You took a responsibility, it sounds like, for yourself, like the higher good of everyone, of like, y'all are wasting all your shit. Like, yeah. I've got a full battery. Like, if I got, you a, need it, I got it. Yeah, I got it. Mm-hmm. Now, what are you going to do? And I saw, like, how, yeah. you know, mankind can get to that level. The shift so quickly. The shift. And I'm standing outside of, like, at one point, I'm standing outside of Byron Burger, proper burger. And my name is Byron. <laughs> and I felt as if I owned that whole corporation right and then uh they wanted me to take a picture outside of it and they took a picture of it and i didn't show up in the picture <gasps> oh come on stop yeah. it was one of those weird yeah little, you know what i mean between. that i was so removed like i felt like a scrooge type of person like so far removed like, from like your astral body type of yeah. thing yeah so wow. yeah that was uh it's like i always think of like those that back to the future moment with the photos like that's when i feel disappearing. like that sometimes yeah, yeah like the, the past hasn't done enough to keep them whole it's, and they just that, disappear that's perfect uh illustration for just uh um relevance almost you know what i mean like if yeah. you're not doing enough to stay there you're gonna fade away. I yeah. literally feel like that sometimes. Like we've gone to a dinner, we and I told someone I'm like, I, I, cause I asked the waiter. I was like, can I, I, can I? I kept trying to get his attention, and he looked at, looked at me in the eyes multiple times and would not address me to take to have my attention and a guy was sitting there i was like i feel fucking invisible today i don't yeah. understand which is not you ever people are normally like oh what can we do you know and the guy next to us was like oh and he just put his hand up and the waiter came right over and i was like Weird. what is happening i don't understand <laughs> i feel like your photo no it Byron's happens man <laughs> it happens man like yeah I, I, i've been to that level like three times oh and at, in that night off you know what i had to do all i wanted all i wanted was to be in my mother's womb. Whoa. Right? You thought that intellectually you're like, this is where I want to be. This is not. That's what I felt. Okay. Like, I just need to be balled up. In the, all I kept thinking was water, womb, wetness. Because that's the, lone, the type of loneliness, like feeling close to somebody. And my girlfriend was there, and uh, and uh, her producer, somebody, and they skipping off. They having a dope-ass trip together. You know what I mean? And I'm behind them, and... A cop, I, they would go in buildings. I couldn't go in because the energy. And then cops would show up, and I almost got hit by a Whoa. car. So all this stuff would happen. And I'm experienced. She was like, "You all right?" And I was like, "Let me experience this, this thing." And I was like, "It's painful, but I gotta go through it." And then by the end of the night, she brought me through it when we was in the elevator. I like I remember seeing so her and crying. I remember looking at her and just her beauty or whatever. And I just hugged, grabbed, and hugged onto her. And I remember getting to the room. And running bath water, and we both got in, and we just embraced as if Whoa. we were like in a in a because I just wanted to be warm, wet yeah I just wanted to be in the in the womb, and That's I just remember crazy. massaging her in the in the. Tub. Did you tell her that, or was that her instinct to put you in that? Situation? No, I told her. That's why I wanted okay, to be. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So. Whoa. So yeah. You just kind of simulated it. And anytime I'm, I feel like bad or I'm going through something now, and 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 I see her, I always have that moment, and it helps me snap out of it sometimes in life. You know. Oh no I mean? shit. It's crazy. I love hearing. Yeah, that. yeah. It's cool that you have like a totem to kind of just. Yeah, it's it's interesting, man. You know what I mean? Because she's such a giving, you know, person and full of like what she called magic and life and stuff like that. That's your girlfriend you're talking about. Yeah, 
you know, that is like, I, I see that, you know, sometimes when I'm there and I'm like, wow. oh, oh, this is what it's about. It's like a reset button, you know what I mean? How do you feel after, like the next day, you know, after that? Um, you know what I mean? After going through your experience and then... The well, shroom almost, or just that situation? Uh, well, I don't know. In general, I, that situation specifically, because, you know, any, situa- any night that ends in the bathtub is, you know, kind of like, a, oh, how are you going to be the next day? You know, any, I think sometimes I'm starting to realize, like, anytime we feel a certain way, we're in our heads or we're in our emotion, we have to, like, get present. Mm-hmm. And once we get present, a lot of that stuff go away mm-hmm. or we're able to enjoy of feelings because at one point I pushed the feelings down so much I didn't feel nothing yes that's that's common yeah. right that's so I turned into a robot so now that I, I try to feel the pain and and sometimes enjoy it or enjoy I got a thing like understanding try, I got to understand what happiness is now because when people use old words it just don't resonate it just don't right. make sense right. it sounds so temporary or or you know whatever whatever so it just understanding how to feel those moments now Versus like when I'm on stage and I feel those things. Well, that's what I was going to say. What do you do? What do you do to take deep breaths or do you kind of, you know, do like a central meditation type of thing? Or what do you what do you do to kind of, <clears throat> if you're having a moment where Jim Carrey talks about, you know, a couple times a day he has moments where, uh, and he's a pretty fucking chill individual, yeah. a couple times a day where the little me is like, well, why are they doing this to me? Or what's happening, yeah. you know, versus... Uh, the ego versus the... It's all good. Yeah, I realized, like I started TM meditation and that helps. And when I'm off of it, the everything gets louder again. Really, and I learned to like embrace that too, because mm-hmm. I say I I always always think about my dad, and he does it on a bigger scale. His voices, his his voices are like real voices. That's his really reality. Okay. The things he hear, even though it's not true, he he don't. He's in that realm. He's in that inception world mm-hmm. for for good, and it's like man, Just locked in there. Yeah, and I have to, and I'm aware of that like oh. We we are all close to that world, but we're able to pull back sometimes. Well, I think we all go there sometimes, right? Yeah. And we pull back. Yeah, and that's the is thing is being point? yeah being present, being able to like pull back from that and, and realize like I'm tripping. Well, life's crazy, right? The world's crazy, so it's easy to go dark real fast, especially these days with with all the shit. With right? all that's going on. But, so, but when we think out <clears throat> with me, because the type of person I am, I guess like if my girls say I'm selfish, I have to give. So stand up helps me give. I can go on stage mm. and just talk about the deep, the whatever I'm going through, and I'm in tune. And I watch people reaction and they cringe, and I'm like, yes, yeah, that's right. And that's we what hear, you yeah, you know what I mean. Or just just focus on like, oh, I should just go in the room and, and kiss my girl on the cheek, or you know, when people rub their dogs, they don't feel that stuff no more, and it's like, oh, we're not actually present or in the moment of giving and having more control of that. You know, do you find that once you get once you once you figured all that out? I mean, I guess that's what they talk about. Like once the veil's lifted, you can't go back. No, you go back. You go yeah, back you deeper. Go back. How do you find? What do you mean? I find that once it's very difficult for me to not be a mindful person these days and to not be present. And we just had a house guest who's one of my best friends in the world. And I was going nuts because he's <clears throat> still like a human, so to speak, where he's just talking about, you know. And he's a pretty enlightened dude, too. But he's just talking about life bullshit stuff. Did you see this on the news or this? And did you yeah. hear the helicopter crash and blah, blah, blah? I'm like, fuck, dude. I don't even know what you're talking about because yeah. I don't live in that world anymore. Well, yeah, I don't. Uh, my my lady, she she brings this, that stuff up to me. And, uh, you know, especially with the president. And I'm like, this That's, guy's winning. Th- there you go. They, he's still being talked about. People who hate him talking about him, people yep. who love him. So 
with me, I stopped watching the news like a like probably over ten years ago. Cause mm-hmm. I'm from a city like a black city, so the news everybody looked like me. So not only are you seeing sad news, but it's everybody that could be in your house and stuff like that. So it makes you walk down the street. It creates someone you walking down the street, yeah. or you in a grocery store, or yeah. a gas station, paranoid. And then like all my homeboys got straps. It's projected. My mom got three straps. You know what I mean? My sister got a strap. You know, so I'm like. Man, I need to like remove before I become this, get involved in this energy. Mm-hmm. I need to remove myself. It's from so this interesting thing. that you knew that. Mm-hmm. You just knew it felt wrong. You didn't know necessarily why. I'm guessing. Well, you don't. No, you kind of know why. You kind of know why. But I'm like the like I said, I'm the first to in my family to go to college. And you, you have a different education spectrum. teaches you. And I was first in my family to not only graduate from college but tell them like this thing is. Education system is fucked up because mm-hmm. education teaches you that, you know, four out of five black people carry pistols or right. black people got a high AIDS rate or all the negative stuff. Also, and they then, teach all the stats and you got to go back. Yeah, and yeah, especially in, in science and math school, which I went to. And then you got to go back and try to tell people um, how to not better themselves, but how to think different, which is always tough. And then watch them not. Or get caught up in like certain television shows or whatever, mm-hmm. and and yeah, it's like oh, I gotta remove myself. I see what, uh, like where I'm from, they would be like Dr. King helped the black community and hurt the black community mm-hmm. because segregation took all the certain people out of the neighborhoods. Holy shit, interesting. Yeah, so that's what happens when you come from a city like mine. You get perspectives that the world don't get. It's so interesting. So now you become one of those. You almost get left behind in that situation. Yeah. Because you become one of the person that's removed because ain't nothing there but like the, the people who think outside the box in certain areas are the, the criminals. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've always said like any criminal, I watch a lot of murder shows sometimes. <laughs> I enjoy them. But um, I've always, always said like if if they would just do what they're doing for a positive benefit, they're so fucking smart criminals. Like, but they, they don't know what's up. They don't know and not don't have access around the That's people, the access, right? Yeah. Correct. Like why would, like when I work for Target, it's like, oh, Target making or even when I when I hustle for a little while, I sold drugs for a little while. And I'm like, oh, because a Nick here is not five dollars, it's fifty now. So for two dollars a product, you're making a whole you making forty eight dollars versus mm-hmm. in a city where you're making three, right? But then it's a the, the the one of the biggest things in this town, the small town, is a pharmaceutical company, and I'm like they winning, yeah, right. Hands mm-hmm. down. So I was able to see that like that these guys are winning because it's legal. They not doing nothing different yeah, than but we not, are, right? But they uh, they hitting a wide range of people. They went mainstream with it, yeah, and it's still legal, right? But you can't tell nobody that work at Target when they see the numbers Target bring in every year that and they getting a small percentage of that. That, that that a smart person gonna be like, oh, if I work for Target for three, I could become manager. Ain't nobody trying to become manager when they know I could make, you know, just as much money as as Target in a short amount of time. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And people take those chances. You know what I mean? People take those what they call penitentiary chances for that, and they able to feed people. The best drug dealers feed that community. They bring well, turkeys. Every story, like Al Capone, like every good story. Yeah. Like breaking, you're, um, you're told that these are bl- yeah. bad people, but these are people, like you said, who are putting food on the f- plate for their family. They're helping the community. Yeah. They're, they're doing charity. Buscemi during uh, Prohibition Boardwalk or Empire, whatever. Yeah. The gambles are different. Right. Like Buffett. Yeah. Buffett, people look at investments from Buffett. 
But people, you know, I like Buffett. He got a he got he got the country logic. All his stuff when he talks, you understand. He's not over talking you. Mm. He's talking like, yo, I want to do Bitcoin because it's nothing tangible. I can't sell. <laughs> you know what I mean? He yeah. say stuff like that. You like, damn, you right. Yeah. And he don't spend <laughs> he don't spend his money lux- living a luxury lifestyle. And he tells you because one, his people was in finance. His mother, his dad was. So he got the gift. So he grew up around that. Yeah, but he likes to gamble. Right. He liked to play the game. Yeah. That's why he don't care about spending money. He don't care about winning and losing. Right. And that's what you got to see when you look at people. It's like he's no different than the people in Vegas that, that win big and lose big who keep coming back every week regardless whether they win or lose. They like to play the game. They want to play, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Jordan was one of those guys. Michael Jordan? He liked to play. Really? Whether he played good or dirty. That's why people call him an asshole. He never did. Nothing for the community, and people got shot over his shoes. He didn't say nothing. He liked to win. If you talk to people who met him and know him, he liked to win. That was his thing. Whether he, he don't care, he 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 been caught cheating. You know what I mean with <laughs> card games and stuff. But he like, hey, I just like to win. You know what I mean? And he liked to play the game. God, that's funny. If you learn how to play the game, winning that's enticing. I think I learned that in life a little bit too much. <laughs> Can we switch uh, gears just yeah, a little bit? Just because I want to talk about cars for a second. Last time I saw you, I think, was actually at Luftgekult, the Porsche event last what? year. Yeah, that is true. No joke. Yep. That was the last time I think I saw it. Well, Shut we went. Up. No, we went to your taping, uh, the comedy, uh, whatever, some taping, I think, Yeah, the for taping to well. submit for Comedy Central, which they didn't pick up. Oh, uh, all right. It was a great show. Yeah, it was, it was a great. You know what I learned? This for anybody out there listening, even for this podcast, people like us who see things different. It's hard for the, the masses of sometimes the people in charge to uh, to give us the green light on certain things. So we got to keep pushing ahead and show them mm-hmm. our point of view on things. And then they eventually click or it, or it won't. But either way, we we have to do it our way and set our tone. Because once everybody crossed the line, then it becomes the thing. I love this. You know what I mean? I love that. When the minority becomes the majority. That's what I Absolutely. learned. Absolutely. It becomes... The thing. You One know what person mean? at a time. Yeah. Absolutely. I so, agree. yeah, I was at the event. Uh, it was some beautiful cars. Yeah. Some beautiful cars. So, I'm, I'm I'm actually walking to my car. And I'm like, Byron? He's like, hey, what's up? <laughs> Not having any idea. I was, I was like, oh, I met you with Ian Bag, and we've met yeah. a couple of times. <laughs> he was like, yeah. And so, then, so out of course. Of contact, yeah, let him in the employee gate and everything. It was great. He pulled that pretty yellow, Our beautiful car yeah. out. Yeah. And, uh, I was like, why'd you get this color? It stood out. And he and he told me, and I was like, My this fault. is dope. Oh, it's it was on you? Smiley face. Yeah, smiley face. Yeah, he wanted a gray one. Like, he wanted a proper dude Porsche. Like, Beautiful. Normal. Gray. Beautiful. There's nothing wrong with any of them. But we walked into wherever we were getting, looking at the gray car, and there was a little yellow car, like, peeking out from back somewhere. I was like, that one looks happy. Like a little rescue That dog. looks like a smiley yeah. and face. And we were going through some crazy shit at the time, and we needed a little bit of sunshine and a little bit of happiness and a little bit of little bit of yellow car. Ain't that amazing? Mm-hmm. How you Needed find it. You know what? When I got mine, I was I was married before I was going through my divorce, mm-hmm. and uh, it didn't really work. So while I was working through everything, All right, when I met you, you had a nine forty four. Yeah, but I was building that car. Okay, that's what I that, remember. Yeah, as that was it eighty four or 83? 80, 83, Okay, eighty three nine four four. Was it eighty two? I don't know. Black on black. I remember that. Nope. No. Champagne color. No. Black on black got me pulled over a lot. So I wanted the most. <laughs> Come on. I wanted the most corporate looking. I'm like, what would a, what color do a Zix, uh boring management drive? Champagne, tweed seats. Whoa, that is, that's actually cool. That's yeah. rare color. Brown, brown and dark green interior. What? 
That's funny. So you don't have this car anymore? Man, no. I bet, I I did bet not it would be know. so rare nowadays because of the colors. I did not know that the price would go up on these cars. Who knew? When they get hit, they get totaled. I paid nineteen hundred for it. They gave me like fifty four. <gasps> so of course I'm gonna take it. You're good. And then I was like, I'm about to buy another one. Mm-hmm. And then they was at the good ones were at eight and ten. And, and it's like, man, do I want to build another one? Because if I what I got for nineteen, it, it wasn't a daily driver when I got it. Right. But I tinkered with it. I mean, I put the shops on it. But in you the were street. taking it. To, you were driving it to the comedy clubs at night. I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm t- I made a daily driver. I drove it to you San Diego one. once yeah. a week. Whoa. What? Yeah. That's yep. awesome. Did you show? They had the. They had the. Uh, I had a show. Yeah, I had okay. a weekly show, That's and I would put like five people in it. <gasps> I take the top off so their head wouldn't hit the roof. Yes, oh my God. And we would drive down. I drove to San Francisco. Like it's it's, it's <laughs> nothing more rewarding than building a car and you nervous of driving it and it and you drive it like seven hours, and and it makes it. Yep. And you like talk oh, about the confidence. Wow. Yep. That's fantastic. I love that about my, you. My first one when I was 19 years old was a 944 Turbo. Oh wow! When it was, it was, it was still that was that was still a poor man's 911 back then. It it's, was like it yeah. was sh- I got made fun of because I, whatever. My dad had just died. I think I told you that my dad had just died, and I had a little bit of money, so I bought this stupid car. Same thing. I paid like six grand for it. Maybe it wasn't wasn't much, <laughs> and uh, or maybe three grand. Whatever wow. it was, it wasn't much. But 944 Turbo. I was a drummer, and I had a seven piece drum kit and everything a rack and everything in that car and i made every gig on time no problem solid never forgot a thing solid motor, everything man. fit in that car and it drove all the time and you know that car i think your car still what 17 that car now 17 to 20 a good one oh oh god a good one yeah, yeah i think i think they're pushing 30 see a turbo uh, yeah yeah i think they're pushing and when 30. i got mine they i mean and 10. that's that's nice not like a super redone one i think that would be even more Man, yeah. When I got mine for nineteen hundred, the turbo was ten grand. Yeah, I think you can't touch a nine twenty four for less than seven or eight grand these days. That's the thing. Like, and I'm I'm looking like to get back in the game now, and I'm like, man, I gotta work hard. That's why it's like, stick with the nine forty four though. I love that car. Like, Would I you do that one again? TV show. I don't know. You know why? I, um, I want I want to. I, I drove my homeboy with nine nine was nine nine three. Mm, wow, that's a which whole one? Which one is the two thousand one? Uh, nine nine six. The one with the headlights nobody liked. Yeah, and I don't have a problem with because that car Those drives the ones good. That have, like, but the, he, the headlights yeah. that are weird. The, the, and it's long. It's like a long body or something. It looks a little bit different. Yeah. But he's a four. He's a American car guy. So he's he's not forgiven for this. <laughs> <laughs> but he he's G two in the car up and he's putting a uh, a supercharged LS one motor in it. Oh my god! Because he likes to go fast. Like none of his cars got under five hundred horses in it. So he's that person. Just wants a heavy pedal. Yeah, and he got his. He got that car for like uh, four. Ugh, because it's in Georgia. They don't really drive right. those cars, and it was laying behind somebody's shop. That's the way to get them, though. That's the only way you'll get one these days. Yeah, if you Just build go do it. that. Yeah. yeah, well, go find one somewhere else where they don't know that uh, if you send it to California, it's going to be worth four times the amount. Man, but he bought a um, he bought a car from Arizona, uh, uh, uh sixty eight, um, GT pony mustang mm-hmm. and the, this guy built it the mechanic built it for his son but his son wanted a, like a uh what they call it a ricer oh my god an yeah. import car yeah Honda import or something, yeah so his, his he he got that for 17 grand and then i think he put like 10 into the motor the honda he got for no 17? he got the he the, got the, the mustang. 68 mustang oh. and he put it <laughs> it was an automatic <laughs> transmission he put a hearst in it spent some money on the motor and then something happened to the car and they got they gave him a check for fifty thousand, and then he took forty of that 
He bought a '69 Shelby fastback body. That's a and then built it. No, up. I mean he spent. He got the body for that car because he'd been dealing with cars so long. He know how to get the parts and cars cheap. So he got the body. He spent forty on that car. And but it's that a car real Shelby done, body. It's a real Shelby yeah, body. Yeah. So all of a sudden, yeah, you just build a good motor for it, and you got a decent. And that decent took car. him. Uh, that took him what five years, forty thousand mm. dollars, and he got appraised like years ago. It got appraised for one eighty six. Mm. And he just he that, that he took that and took that car and then he built a, uh, he built that car buying and buy buying and selling Chevys because he was like I heard they they easy to build and they cheaper because he's a Ford guy. Interesting. So he would buy all these uh, Chevelles. Is there truth to that? I don't even. Yeah. I don't really know. He buy Chevelles, buy them like find them nineteen, sell them for forty. Whoa. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's that works. Crazy. That's crazy. Yeah, a, that's a model right there. So uh, and then he got his own '69 Camaro. Uh, which is a, a expensive car, mm-hmm. which he built for cheap, um, convertible. Wow. And I'm like, man, you sitting on some stuff. And he's like, people buy Teslas. Why would I pay a note yeah. on the car? And he's like, I got 18 pink slips. Mm-hmm. He's like, it's like stock to me. You know Especially, what I mean? Well, we, we Once you can look the at them that way, yeah. If you're if you're smart at what you're doing, and the, I mean, Seinfeld and Spike and the, the Porsche guys and everything, they, they, they're, they're doing okay. That's a real estate bubble right now. But that, yeah. You think? I'm like, man, I might have to wait for the bubble to come down. But the car is so beautiful, and it's still authentic from the way they made them so long ago. Mm-hmm. That is, I don't think pound for pound, like, that's one of the best. If, if you're not buying a Bugatti or something, pound for pound, that's one of the best cars to me, a Porsche mm-hmm. uh, 911. That's why I want value. one. They keep their value, but it is, it's made well, and you could track it. You could drive it on the street yep. with no problem, and then you could track it. You can have fun just driving. Have you tracked normal. cars? Is that your thing? No, I did a BMW driving experience. Oh, we've done I that. used to drive You've fast. I have? Mm hmm. Okay. I used to drive fast on the, the road. Racetrack, the Santa Anita. Right. And, uh, and then that slowed me down. Getting really? in the car, getting in a new car and, and with a race car driver, and they having you push the car, and you really sliding on the road, and you really seeing what driving is, how to balance a car. And it's, slow, it's like, yeah, you need to. Use your money and track a car and leave the regular driving on the road. You grew up in Georgia, yeah. correct? Did, that, did it snow a lot there? Uh, Ever? A, enough. Like two inches to shut the did city down. Did you drive in it? Okay, then the answer is no. <laughs> oh, we, you driving? You got black ice. Okay, that's tricky. That to me, we grew up on the East Coast, like in feet of snow. So, like, we learned to drive. My birthday is in December. Like, you could get your permit when you were 15. Oh, wow. So, like, I learned to drive when she I was 15. grew up in 15. Rochester, like almost Canada. So, Whoa, like, lots yeah. of snow. Yeah, that's yeah, true. Like, way up there. So, driving on that kind in that kind of weather to me teaches you what I hear guys talk about tracking. So, I was curious. You're right about that. As far as car control and not upsetting the balance, which yeah. is what you were talking about on the racetrack, yeah, you like, absolutely. I grew up knowing stuff. dumb shit like put sand in your trunk and like yeah. cat litter is it's for balance and yeah, for weight and like dumb stuff. I seen somebody do it in a stick one time. We was in Virginia. The thing about the snow in the south is not a lot, but the roads freeze. Yeah, right. but you can't tell because right. it looked like just wet roads, which that's is what you're problem. used to. Yeah, that's our problem. So you'll you'll be driving on a wet road, but it, and then you'll hit something, and then your car just automatically just starts sliding, and you got to learn. You got to learn to take your feet off the gas and prepare to steer be through it and yeah. holler. Yeah. You holler while you, yep. you know what I mean? Figure it out. Yeah, or like yeah, you literally just screaming. Yeah, at first, you know what I mean? Yeah, I've been in some situations where yeah, 
coming up the um I came up the I was coming up the what is it the, the five? No, I was trying to get on the five from the one ten. You got to go into those bridges, and I timed it wrong. I'm all the way in the right lane, and it's a beard left, <laughs> and it disappears. And I had to come from the right to the left, and my car slid. I tapped my my tap the brake just enough for my car to slide, and I and I hit the little yellow rail. But if I would have kept going, I would have went over and off the bridge. <gasps> but I slid into that turn. Oh. I, yeah. Oh, That's what I, was like. I, I had a lot of moments like that. I just, I think all the little things went up in my Man. body. Man, <laughs> went up bad. in my body. I got in the nine four four. I had to learn how to drive. That was my first real wheel drive car. Oh really? So I put van tires on that car, and they was like, "You should put sports what, tires on it." What, what do you mean? What? Wait, like, what? What are what are? Because that's what I could afford. A van, like a truck, like a van type? Yeah. Because they were like, less expensive yeah. than a high performance And I was like, type. they fit. And they was like. <laughs> no, they don't oh! fit. They did fit. Come on. They did. It didn't Te- look like the Back to the Future car off-road and everything? No. Like the part three? It fit, it fit normal. It fit normal. And uh, I didn't know about the. I didn't have anti-lock brakes. So I'll be on the freeway, and I break, now. I break ahead of time. But when I would hit the brakes, the car would just slide, and I was, and it would stop like three, three feet before the car in front of me. And I'd be on the freeway just screaming, and then people would look, and I'm in there like, oh, and I look over at them like, they'll see the air come out of me. And I had to learn how to drive a, a, a manual car all over again with no power steering, whoa, or nothing, you know. That's crazy. I you're a way better driver now, man. Yeah. I love all of that. Yeah. So, all right, you also had an E30 BMW, though. E46, yeah. Oh, you yeah. had an E46 BMW. But you had, all right, so what What do you have now? I got an E90. Oh, nice. E90 uh, sedan now. Sedan, yeah. I had the E92 at one point. <laughs> I like these Beamers, man. I, tr- I drove a Benz, but it's too boring. It's a different thing. It's boring. Yeah. It's, it's boring. Like, well, it's like Upper East Side. Yeah, I'm like, this car <laughs> don't even rumble when you turn it on. It's Once no- you're 25 to 40. Then maybe the Benz, you know, later on. Yeah, yeah, okay. Then my next up, my yeah. next range. Yeah, yeah. Your next level. You want like a cushion. <laughs> the buttons don't look. The buttons look weird in them. They just look plain and everything. But I'm not in the market or in the interest of having a new car because I'm sort of over shiny things. But I don't of blame the, you. Of the newer cars, I actually think the Mercedes are the better looking of all of the Audi, BMW, Mercedes because they sort of still really? look the same. And the Audis and BMWs all look like Transformers to me now. They all Agreed. look like the import cars, That's like true. the Hondas and the and the like well, yeah, the, the Acuras and, and stuff. Just like a Transformer. Wow. I had it for a year and it was just stupid. I mean, it was. I thought it was going to be everything, and it was. And it's. I didn't want everything. Oh, you know wow. what I mean? It was one car that could do everything. It could be a, a monster race yeah. car. It was obnoxiously fast. I've never experienced, um, I've never owned a car, rather, so experienced on a regular level, that kind of speed. And after having it for a while, and it was so much technology and screens yeah. and everything, it was just like, Who are we, we realized we didn't, we didn't they, like that. We didn't want it. They pump in fake car sounds. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. The noise of the what engine's the fake. And I'm like, bro, I'm not yeah, into that. Weird. I'm not into that no, at all. Thank you. For I'm, women I'm, I'm like, like me, Mr. Authenticity. No, like, I don't like the bullshit. Well, the thing is, yeah, once you own a manual car, I like the seat heaters. And like, that's yeah. one thing we don't automatic, have. I wish we had. That's yeah. the one Automatic thing. wipers. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's cool. Like, it's some things that are cool, but just to, just to, just to, man, just to drive a car with no power steering. And uh and and the and the feel of rumble when you crank it and have a certain smell to the car is like nothing beats that yeah that feeling <laughs> when you sit in it mm-hmm. and um and yeah. like knowing that this shit can kill me that's what I learned in that car like oh this car can you gotta respect it yeah you gotta become one with this thing or it's over like you see how people have these weird stories of like these these tragic endings because this car. 
yeah, you you can lose control of you easily. That's the one 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 for us. It's one with one with the one with the, the one with the driver, one with the road, one with the car. Yeah, it's just one one one. You know what I mean? Just mindful Focus. the whole way. Yeah, and you know how it is. Pedal down, eyes up. With a manual car, for those who don't know, you could feel even if on a smooth road, you could feel how uneven it is. Mm-hmm. That's how in tune you have to be. With everything. And if it's mist outside, I lost control of the car with mist outside, leaving coming in magic. Well, Making with a van tires. Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> you learn your lesson. You I've got to see a picture of this F- thing F- at some point. <laughs> That's a riot. Yeah, like, uh, yeah, you know, you make those mistakes and you learn, you know what I mean? You learn about specifications on German cars. Truth is, I never thought anything about tires back in the day because I was like, that's the wearable item. You just wear those out and then you put new ones on. So I never really got it either. And then, you know, later you get to a certain point and you're kind of like, you, yeah. you experience good ones versus bad ones and that that's over pretty quickly. You're dealing with horsepower. You're dealing with torque. You're dealing with torque, low-end torque. You're going to need some tires on that car because any, <laughs> any lane shift or anything, you could lose control. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it's gonna go. That's the beauty of it. Naturally, you you got turbo or naturally aspirated. No, it's a very low horsepower car. It's only three hundred and fifty. Not low, but I mean four four nine elevens and stuff. Uh, it's like three hundred and something horsepower. But that's so no that's, turbo. That's all I need. It's I need tons. It's too much. In fact, I think two fifty would be perfect. Two fifty yeah. or three hundred would be perfect for that car instead of three fifty or whatever it is. Because we we stripped it out, so all the stuff's out of it too. It's like no back seats and no center console, oh, all that stuff. What? Yeah, I, I'm like a purist. You know what I mean? And it's a daily driver. <laughs> No Man. joke. My only car. No, no subwoofers in it? No. They're no in a radio. cabinet downstairs in the garage. Wow. No radio, no, radio, no nav, everything ripped out. How's uh how's the sound on it? Did you uh You mean like the exhaust and yeah, stuff? Did you, it's all stock. It's stock, but it sounds good. Mm-hmm. Cars always got a good rumble uh stock rumble to it. Yeah. It's not too much either. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean it was you know, we bought it pre owned, so maybe somebody else did something, but I think it's all stock. Man, yeah, see that's a stereo. That's one thing I would need. Would you drive by yourself in it mostly? I haven't met your lady. I, she, I usually, she don't like the way I drive. Stomach, yeah. stomach get upset. Yeah. She, she's Israeli, so she got a whole neurotic thing. You know what I mean? I got a joke about her. <laughs> I got what? a joke about dating a Jew driving a German car. Because when she in the it's car. It's got to come up. It's got to come up. When she in the car, you can't turn the heat on. Without hearing about her grandmother, you know nope, what I mean? You didn't. Yes, I did. Yep. I'm so happy right now. It's like, like, a, you know it's I'm like a, a tropical person. Here. Yeah, it's I like a furnace in it, here. I gotta make it like a oven, you know what I mean? I'm a tropical person. <laughs> oh my God. So we started with old fashioned train oh. travel and we're ending with uh, some sort of uh, uh, oven. Oven, yeah. Racism throughout. Steam. Is the theme Steam. I enjoy and I will latch on to. <laughs> Believe it or not, I took on a drive yesterday and. Uh, um, it wasn't bad. Like I, I went to speed limit, which you know, sixty to her is like fast. She mm. drives. She don't drive on the freeway oh. when she drives. And she got an Audi S line A five that she don't oh, even that's drive. That's a hell of a car. I'm like, you need to sell that back. Mm-hmm. You're <laughs> not, you're not using it. Yeah, you know, because when I'm out, she got pedal. She got pedal shifts. She got. Mm-hmm. She could shift it from. She got from everything in that car. Yep. Like if you're and she don't even use it. I took that car to Ohio one time, and I had a. Ball in that fun. car. Yeah. And we, we both go to like Joshua Tree. So once you get a car off road, it's both cars, you know, it's fun to me. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? But she don't even use that car. She drives on the road. Mm. Our first date, we That's went to the like drive-in. And industry, the city of city industry. City of industry, yeah. And she was like, I want to pick you up and take you 
One of the few times she drove, you know how it is when they knew they'd be like, I got this idea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> One of the few times Take she drove, she date. never been. She wore a cocktail dress and some heels to the driving. Ouch. She wanted to look pretty for me. It was That's weird. really nice. I'm I in guess. jogging pants. Mm-hmm. She's like, I'm going to let the top down. We're going to drive. We got on the freeway. Hair, her hair was out. It was blowing no. in her face. She can't really see. Yeah. We going 40. <laughs> You know, it's I'm not like, working. What's going it's on? not working. I get to feel it. Then later, she's just like, "Oh, I usually don't take the freeway." I'm like, "You drive the road everywhere." So where's she from? Is she I from here? Wait. Yeah, Tel Aviv. <laughs> oh, what's the driving like there? Man, are they allowed yet? What to Women? drive over there? Yeah, you know Is that. that else? Let me tell you something about <laughs> Israel. They got way more women independence than than guys. Does that really? make sense? Yeah, because the women got to join the military. Oh. So, yeah, they, everybody had the mandatory join the military, so they come so up. So it's all equal. It's, they come up equal. Mm. Cool. You can that's tell nice. by the way they talk to each other. You know what I mean? I love that. So uh, it's a lot of what I call bickering, but that's just how they talk to each we'll other. We'll be able to tell the way we see her talk to Byron. Oh, yeah. It's definitely like, <laughs> you know, did you lock the door? Yeah, I locked the door. Let me check. I told you I locked the door. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, so, but I was over there, and I heard a man and woman argue about where to put the quarter in to pay the part for parking you know what i mean <laughs> you put it in here no it says you put it in here but the thing here uh, so it's like yeah it's one of those how long can that go on for a that long sounds like time. a lot of sibling conversation but uh, like i was saying the other tell, day. i drove it i drove all from tel aviv which is the top of israel from the sea all the way down to the elot which is the other sea um, you drove that yeah i drove because that's that's two and a half hours or two hours between you could drive the whole israel in like five I was gonna say, hours the whole thing is not that bad yeah right? not that big i mean but the beauty of it and i was i wanted to rent like uh it was expensive to rent a beam over there and i tried to rent a mazda 6 but they when you show up to the place they was like we got this toyota corolla and it's like <laughs> damn so it's me in a corolla stop going through that canyon their roads why did wait did they have anything else why were you in a corolla that's what they had that's just how it worked out and uh over there, they was like, I don't know if you want to drive because they neurotic. They're like, it's going to be scary. They said the roads are dangerous. <laughs> and I was like, let's see. Man, I get on that road, 160 kilometers. And that's just me chilling. It's got to be about 100, right? Yeah, that's like 100 that's on the nose. Well, no, because everything's moving. It's people moving past you. And it's one lane. And it's trucks. And everybody just... Boom, I'm talking everybody's passing you. It's 10 seconds going 160 kilometers <laughs> to pass a semi on a road like that. And you taking chances. Because some of that road is not all straightways. It's a lot of like canyon really? curves and stuff. Yeah. What That's what fuck? makes it beautiful. Like hairpin turns and stuff. Yeah, because we went through Miss Pay Ramon, which is like some of the biggest craters on this planet that you're driving through. So, yeah, you're driving these windy roads. And it's like, it's beautiful. It's like driving from here to... To me, driving, when you drive from here to San Francisco, mm. but less straight, like it's not all straight. Well, yeah, I kept being like, oh, yeah, okay. It's like that when I used to drive from U of M in Ann Arbor to through Canada to New York, like Niagara Falls. Yeah. Like, it was up. But it was, it was, it was so, easier for you to go through Canada, right? Yeah, it took so much longer to go below and around the lake. <laughs> <laughs> Get that out, you know. That was it. It's not at all the same. We got to work on nothing. Wine we got to work on talking through that. Need a little like cough when to come in versus just like listening to what it sounds like through the microphone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're right, Byron. I don't know what I'm doing yet. When you have your I'm podcast, kinda, I'm just all about the authenticity. No, I like to hear. Sure. I just want to hear what the phlegm sounds like oh, through the headphones. You heard it too. Yeah, yeah, I heard so it too. Sorry. Make sure you turn your volume up on that part. <laughs> you know what I mean? um, I'm done. 
we've been going for over an hour already, but I want to ask you specifically um, about the L.A. comedy scene right now. It's I feel that it's as a, as a as somebody who is just an onlooker, I feel that it's exploding or it's been exploding for a few years more than it had been since I've lived out here. And it almost feels like another resurgence, like like the 70s when Carson moved out here and they did that show. Uh, Jim Carrey produced that show. Uh, I'm dying up, oh, dying dying up, up here. here. Yeah. Um, and, it, and it almost it's all kind of leading into the same place. And I feel like uh, it's another golden age heyday of Los Angeles comedy. And that's just from an outsider's perspective. Looking in, you're you're in the thick of it all. What's your perspective? Uh, I think, I mean, it's good for for comedy like everywhere in the world. Uh, part of me, it's a love hate with it because comedy is segregated in L.A. And when uh, we lost the meltdown, we lost like a major part of the alternative scene. Okay, uh, which is crazy but now you got you had like independent shows and that was a big independent hit okay uh as somebody who did independent shows and do clubs now the clubs are rocking now like i mean i mean i'm get the store they almost doing like six sold out shows yeah maybe that's what i'm talking about because it seems like the the improv man or they're all improv doing numbers now and is and as a and i'm 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 happy to play both you know what i mean And and it's great but at the same time i'm seeing like like a lot of bullshit comics work again and this yeah, happened before okay, right yes and then when that saturation ended, yeah all of the strong people like you know the louis ck's and and the and the priors and the chris rocks are the ones who made it out mm-hmm. of that whole thing you know through the fog yeah yeah so it's like I, I i'm like oh i need to be able to be prepared to make it through the fog it's time to shine but Absolutely. i still would want to make some money doing this 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 uh this thing before it bursts Cause I look at it like, like I guess, like the real estate thing. Mm-hmm. Also, like, yeah, I want to get a house while everybody's out here getting houses and right. stuff. But I don't know if the market is set up for me at the moment hmm. as a dark comic with a with with the with the current state of what the president is going is through. Is that affecting the comedy scene? I think in a in a way, but this is the thing. It's going to work in my favor because of social media. Yeah, thank you. Because okay. everybody is fake online. Yeah, that the realness. Like, if you notice all the television shows, like, all the real shows are sticking through. All the shows and all the movies, like, the, the three of Billboard's movies or sh- that show these real places and these real emotions. Yeah. All these movies and, and shows are, like, winning awards, like Handmaid's Tale and stuff that show, like, these real things. So, it's funny that... Stuff that uh, showcases humanity and, yeah. and important stuff, right? Not just the hoopla of uh, society, etc. And somebody mentioned, like, somebody in advertising, I think, that people... Because of social media, people are portraying their fake selves online, uh, or they live in a fake life that mm-hmm. when they come to entertainment, now they want something real. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, so I think, yeah, I'm trying to pay attention to that and try to see how I can use that um, when all this stuff ends. You know, I fully agree with you. That's that was our charge to do this was uh, was the push for authenticity because it's it's not out there. It's not out there in late night right now. I yeah. mean, you know, I'm not. I don't want to shit on anybody, but. It's it's not what it used to be, and when I watch those shows now, or really anything that's out there, it just it's all. I, I can't. I, I hesitate to find another word. It's all bullshit. Well, let me tell you. Let me tell you some people that's listening right now. There's <laughs> so much going on. People are policing themselves. Yeah. You can't say certain words no more. Yeah. <clears throat> We've seen this happen in the South with the KKK. They drove them underground in the politics and stuff. And that's what's happening with comedy. That's why people are showing up at the clubs now. 
because they want to hear something authentic. Get a little real. Yeah, you want to hear, if you want to hear like some dark fucked up shit or people talk about certain things, you want to hear slave jokes and stuff, come see me. Mm-hmm. You can't talk about <laughs> it joke. at work. You can't talk about it amongst your friends because right. they might not be friends with you because they're afraid what their social group will say. But at the comedy clubs is where you can come hear people be honest about how they feel. Yeah. They ain't, they not trying to be right. Everybody in the world is trying to be right, even if they hide in themselves. But we all got a little bit of monster in us. So come here to monsters. Yeah. Be monsters and not apologize for it. That's amazing. Yes. What's your website? How do people find you? How do um, people stay up with uh, with what you're doing and where you're playing? ByronBowersLive.com. Nice. Byron yeah. with a Y. Mm-hmm. Yeah, B-Y-R-O-N. R-O-N. You're on the Instagram and the, I'm on, the Facebook I'm too? On, uh, everything? I'm on uh, Instagram. I like Instagram on Twitter. I'm on Twitter, Facebook, right. but I love Instagram. I just yeah. posted, I played a video game that was in the 70s, and it's very racial. <laughs> and in this game, they got they got black people. If you go to my Instagram stories right now, wait, if you probably want to time this call, you won't know. <laughs> but it's people smoking. This will be up in like an hour or two. Oh, it's people yeah, it's in the kitchen today. smoking cigarettes, complaining about white people on in your a video, video game? game. And I, I was like, That's this is crazy. <laughs> right in the 70s. In the 70s, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I think we had Pong, and I didn't have it. My friends had it. Yeah, my friend Toriano had it. He was the only one I knew who had a uh, Atari. It's a game. It's called Mafia Three, and it's a long story <laughs> game, which I didn't want to play. I actually do remember hearing about. That. Yeah, Whoa. it's a game where a guy a guy serves his country in Vietnam and has to come back to racial conflict. And he has to deal with the mob. And his dad. Wait, is it a modern game that takes place in the seventies? Yeah, it's a modern uh, game that takes place. I'm picturing in the 70s. like a seventies video game. I'm like Pong. I mean, how? No, no, no. That'll be fun if Cuba. All right, was, I got you. So we've got a new role playing game type of thing. Yeah. that's set in the seventies. And Cubert. And, you said Cubert. Yeah, Cubert. <laughs> yeah, Cubert in Black Panther outfit, oh, running oh from God. oppression. That's a that's a seventies. Uh, you may have just worked out something new there. Yeah. Oh, that's a. So uh yeah, that's funny. Uh but yeah. I wanna play that. I uh I, I didn't want to get caught up in the game and then I did a deal. I was trying to help this mafia guy out because he was like, You like a son to me. <laughs> and then he walked into my place and he shot he pulled a gun on my dad and was like, You fucking nigga and blew my dad brains out. And I was like, Well that was the oh and then the opening credits of the game <laughs> Dude, started. You started. The opening credits <laughs> of the game shit. started then. And I'm like, and you 30 minutes into a game and you like, you know what? I got to see this through. <laughs> wow. And I'm like, that's great writing right there. You know what I mean? All right. Shout out for, what is it? Mafia what? Mafia three. 3. Mafia 3. Oh, I'm in, I'm in NBA. The reason I got the game, because I, I did something with 2K. I'm in <laughs> NBA 2K18 playing a character. I'm playing one You're of the barbers. It? Yeah. Come on. In that game, yeah. Oh, that's a riot. Everybody's in video games these days. We're, we, do you know who uh, Rod Emery is? The guy does all the the Emory Outlaws and everything, the little Porsche three fifty sixes and stuff. His he's a huge deal in the Porsche community. He's going to be on next week too. But they're uh, the reason they have to delay it is because um, Microsoft Forza is at the shop scanning all their cars. Oh, that's right. You told me that. Wow. That cool? Are we going to see you at Lufka Cult? When is it? Send me the dates. I'll go. Uh, it's yeah. It's this month. It's uh, April. April. Send me the dates. If I'm in town, I'll go. I right. definitely go. You got it. I met Madness Walker, man. Oh, somebody he's I know, great, yeah, isn't he? Yeah, man. Somebody I know was selling a car. And he was like, I'm about to go, Madness want to look at my car, come hop in the car. And I hopped in the car and we went over there. What car was it? It was a nine, was it 928? Mm-hmm. The one from Scarface. Flip up lights, right? The actual nice. one? No, oh, not no, that but one. But yeah, the same yeah. kind. Like risky yeah. business. Uh, uh, definitely a uh, 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 worse version 
Okay. Because <laughs> Magnus didn't buy the car, but he definitely showed us around Was the it place. in 1974? Oh, so you went to the shop and everything. Yeah, I went and saw all the cars. Cool. Like, and then it's like a museum in there. Yeah, and he's neat. And all the 944s he had, which I didn't know he had that many. In the other side, two fours yeah. and 944s, yeah. And I was like, this is crazy. The building was to me was the thing. Me too. Well, like, fuck the cars. That building. We've shot town? there. I've shot there for television shows oh, for and stuff. And way before we ever knew about Magnus Walker and his Porsche collection, because the the cars are separate, you know, from the upstairs. Yeah. Wall. And I've shot there a bunch of times and had no idea. And then a couple of years ago, Magnus Walker becomes a big deal, and <laughs> all the movies come out and everything. Yeah, I'm like, give me the building. Yeah. You keep the cars. Yeah. I like that. Now, that's a nice piece of real estate right there. Oh, I hope you come. That'd be fun. Go check out some cool shit. Yeah, I, I should drive down. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. What do, You got anything for us? As far as what? I don't know. Oh, Any go questions to... for us? Because you're going to start a podcast soon, right? Yeah, but I don't know. I'm I saying think. that because I want to pressure you and I want to hear a commitment. Yeah, I, I definitely have to get into something because I have to get my voice out there and like some of the weirdness that we could we could discuss. You know what I mean? I don't know if I want to talk about some of the stuff we talked about today, right. which is like your internal self that a lot of people don't really... People don't give a shit, but I don't care because I want them to eventually. It's like you said, you know, you you got to keep saying your shit until eventually you tip the scales. Yeah. That's what I believe. Because we, we, at the end of the day, we we know now who's who's looking out for us. You know what I mean? You could continue to put your, your trust in, in some of these corporations and stuff, but until they catch on, it's us at the end of the We're day. It. You yep. know what I mean? And they still trying to eliminate us. <clears throat> And I'm not saying that from a conspiracy theory point of view. I'm just looking at what's the food and the stuff like that. You know, something just ain't ain't right with that stuff. So, you know, uh, yeah, man, it's up to us to keep this thing going. You know what I mean? Can we talk about your shirt before you leave? You oh, show yeah. That <laughs> it's not Black Lives Matter, which is what it looks like immediately. That's Mr. Neil deGrasse Tyson with Black Matter Lives. Black Matter Lives. Yeah, right you know on. What I mean? And that was your how concept. connected as everything is. Yep. Yeah, this is when you do uh, – when you – do LSD and then you try to do and then it's a it's a riot going on and just you just imagine like the, you you the only nigga on mushrooms at at the at the uh at the Black Lives Matter thing like talking about the universe you know what I mean Did you do that? No, but I thought about it. <laughs> this is where the thing that's where the thought came from. I thought the same thing. I was that like, is he is this great. a theoretical or did this? Actually yeah, it was happen? just a theory I had. You know what I mean? Because 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 at the time. The Black Lives Matter thing was just so separate for from everybody being one, and this mm-hmm. is a version of both. You know what I mean? Because Black Matter is what you know, what is just all basically what all spaces and it's constantly moving, just like our energies and stuff. So I was it's like, all the stuff was it eighty percent right? It's yeah, Black Matter, and it's crazy. You know what I mean? And we don't even address it. Like we're it's we're, everything we're you can't see is Black not Matter. Not looking at eighty percent of the universe, like. I think it's because we don't know right how. I, I think it's the sensory thing, right? It's the, up to 3D. You only have whatever. And then once you get into other yeah. things, you can start seeing other things. I think we actually have six senses. And we've mm. been told we only have five. I think thought is the sixth sense. So if you actually use that, that becomes way bigger. And you can think into that 80% of black matter. And then you at least know it's th- you know enough to know it's there, which is thought. Awareness is key. Yeah, that's Huge. all it is. And that's I what think. the This Is Not Happening story is about. When a young man becomes aware of, of how he that's got in this situation. Comedy I mean? Central. I watched it on YouTube. Is that yeah, no, you go to YouTube. It? Okay. Yeah, definitely go to YouTube and watch it. All right. That's where I watched it. Is it really? <laughs> yeah. All it's right. so Can, interesting, I, though, and it's so deep. Yeah. I, I said yesterday, and I hope it's okay, I said uh, after watching it, not knowing what to expect, 
I, and I talked about it on the podcast actually yesterday. I said, and I hope you wouldn't mind this comparison, but I said it honestly felt a little bit like early prior. And I'm saying that only because instead of just joke, 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 we're talking about some seriously fucked up shit that happened to a kid. Yeah. And it formed who he was and the thinker that you are and the person that you are today. And it's one of those where <clears throat> you made it funny. You made it real funny. I don't know if I made but it funny, but... Well... Can I tell you about instinct? I don't want to get. I see. I don't want to say anything because do I don't want to give away the material. What, but, do I mean, we have time to talk about instinct? Still yeah. Uh, still good. When I was sitting out there, I just landed from Chicago and I was tired, and I and I almost got into a, like a scuffle with security, even being walking into the place. So my energy was already whatever, and um, I was trying to. I was looking at this story like I don't even know where the jokes are, and then instinctively it was like, there's no jokes. What made you tell that story? Oh, uh, that's the one they wanted out okay. of the two. Okay. There's two stories I told previously, and the one became too funny. And oh. they was like, we don't want, we want it before it becomes f- super funny. The nature of this um, is that it's a little heavy by uh, yeah. the whole the whole series, right? Yeah. And, uh, well, mine is a little heavier than other. The ride I take people on is a little heavier than others. Oh. Um, but instinctively, I was like, you know, my instincts was like, you should do it this way. And I was like, I need to end on a joke. And my instincts was like, no, just tell them the real ending. Mm-hmm. Give people the real ending. Then the, why? That's what you do it for is to give people something. Give mm-hmm. them that gift. Somebody will always come up and be funny after you. But give them, like move them. Just send them on a journey. See, I'm with you there, but man, that's against the, the grain, isn't it? But that's why my comedy is based off those tense moments. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Agreed. And then the comedy comes from that. That's why it's always these dark things to start with you know and i was so happy to be on stage and i did it and people were on the verge of tears i'm watching them and then the end i just said something and the room just exploded and i was like wow you know that was another moment of just taking that leap of faith and uh, not dealing with the fear yeah and it showed that moment and when that happened i just dropped the mic you did literally yeah yeah and i just i just you just see a sense of relief. Like I just yeah. lean back and I just I drop like therapy the mic almost and just, and just stare. I just stare off into the ether, you know. Well, whatever you gave and delivered to them, you you got that out of you, right? Yeah. So it's a release for you, right? It's to a do release. That. It yeah. felt like a collective release. Like anyone in the room, whether they had the same version of mm, your story yeah. or anything that rhymed with it. True. Right? Yeah. Perfect. So it lets everyone release all of that tension that you've built up for everyone along the way. Thanks for that. And probably to this date, the most relatable. Yeah. Peace I have. Really? Yeah. And the more I start talking about some of these things and just getting into stories, like when I uh I had a I did a joke about the fear of death, my fear of death dying in a very embarrassing way. Okay. And getting hit by a fiat since we're on a <laughs> car podcast. Is it, I'm gonna tell you like this, is, a, this is what happened and this is and this is this is what my girl has to live with. It was a it was an episode when the cop it was a thing that happened when a cop shot this dude right, and and in front of his car and it was a Camry, and I was like, oh my gosh, he died in front of a Camry. Mm. That's embarrassing. I don't want to die in front, in front of, of no Camry. Camry. Yeah. I would crawl to like a Benz <laughs> or something. You know what I mean? You know they're gonna photograph. They're gonna photograph. It's gonna be seen everywhere, yeah, right? Everybody forever. So <laughs> that was like my worst fear of getting hit. Like that's my worst fear. That's what I would talk about I getting hit by a Fiat or a smart car. And I like if I ever got hit by a f- smart car, I would call the police 
and say fuck you so they come shoot me. That way nobody knew I got hit by a Fiat or a smart car. I love it. Because you become a hashtag. You get murdered by cop instead of. You uh, live forever, yeah. But if you get hit by a smart car, you're just a dumb nigga that got hit by a smart car. <laughs> you know what I mean? You can't simplify it any. You, you can't, can't dumb it down any further. That's what you become, you know what I mean? And that becomes your legacy. Like, what happened to Byron? Oh, that dumb nigga got hit by a smart car, you know? And people, some people didn't want to laugh, and I was like, you wouldn't want to laugh, but if that was a song, you will be dancing your ass off. You know? I laugh, no problem. So, <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's those are those things. So, when I started, I remember doing that, and somebody, a, a lady came up to me after the show and was like, my son got died in a car crash, motorcycle accident, and I haven't been able to laugh in a you month. Did you did But it. because of that, that joke or that car accident, I was able to laugh. Good. Right, it's all, it's all people like that need, and no one knows how to make them laugh because everything sounds awful. But it yeah. sounds so. It's it's, and then you get to understand why you do this. Yeah. And when I did that story on Comedy Central, so many people have written me, and they good. Somebody mentioned prior also, and like this is how comedy should be. And, yeah, I didn't. And those want, are the levels I want to take it to. Anyway, you know yeah. what I mean. Uh, I hesitate to say that because you don't want to make the comparison because your thing is your own thing by far. I don't want to make anyone think that you're up there doing a prior thing. Like, no, this, it's not. This is some interesting culturally. Shit. It's but Mike like from Comedy and Magic said you have that uh, yeah. kind of that vibe mm-hmm. a little bit. Well, and you're marching to your own drummer, and you're not giving a shit what anybody else thinks, and I think that's maybe a parallel as well. Yeah, you don't hide. You know the pain. You know some whatever hurts you is there. I don't hide. Right, the stuff that hurts you, you know what I mean. It's just mm-hmm. the thing of like we all been hurt, and how can we all, you know, celebrate, you know, these these things because there's a silver lining in it. Yes, sir. Also, if we don't, we gonna we'll cry if we don't laugh at some of this stuff. That's what I feel. A lot of your comedy is you find the silver lining for situations. Yeah, situational silver linings. Yeah, if you will. That's a, that should be a good title. I like that. That should be the title of the of the podcast. Of yours. Yeah. I like it. Situational civil linings. Take it. It's all yours. So that's why we're going to talk about slavery. We're going to talk about the Holocaust. We're going to talk about, you know, you know, this, these weird things that people do when you put 7,000 shoes outside the White House and remember as a kid. And then you get mad when I ask what size are the red ones. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Somebody got perfectly, mad at me. Perfectly normal question. Someone got mad at you. You in a city full of homeless people, you're going to put 7,000 shoes <laughs> out on a White House lawn in remembrance of people who ain't here. Who can't and wear what, shoes. In the wintertime. Who can't wear shoes, yeah. It's not, it's not thought out. <laughs> so that's my, that's my thing. What... What are these people supposed to say? Like, the, what are the homeless people supposed to say? Not ask you, yo, well, let me get the purple ones right there. You know what I mean? And you're going to get mad at, at me? I'm just pointing the thing out. So, yeah, check us out, ladies and gentlemen. Continue to watch. If there's anything we can do to help you with your podcast, getting it going or whatever, you let us know, all right? Thank you. Uh, thanks ideas. for coming over. No problem. I hope you'll come back. Me. This is a beautiful space. I like the shutters, but that's a whole nother thing. <laughs> We're going to talk about who put this place together later because it's, it's done nice. That's my I'll work. just save everyone the time. It's Jay Ryan. Yeah, yeah. Jay Ryan. Ryan got style. And that's why he's called Jay Ryan. But well, that's yeah. why his name is Jay Ryan. You know yeah. what I mean? It's the letter. Old player's name. You know? <laughs> I'll take it. Oh, you got to. Well, you want that done? You got to go to Jay Ryan's. You know? <laughs> I love you, man. Hey, I'm so glad you're here. Thank you. This is awesome. Mrs. Ryan, I love, love you, you too. Uh, yeah, we're here tomorrow. All right, we'll just see you tomorrow. Thanks for having everybody. Dude, you're a riot. You're a riot.
Monday through Thursday. Oh, I thought you just record Monday through Thursday. No. 